Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin where the snow is melting, the birds are chirping, and spring has sprung. Yeah, you heard, did you hear those birds on the way over to the studio? I did. Yeah, they're like, they're insane. I, I wouldn't say insane. Oh, they are. They're so happy that it's above freezing, I think. I wouldn't call that insane. Yeah. Then I would be insane because I'd be so happy. Yeah, well, they are. I think they're insane. I think they're flying around like crazy and bumping into each other. And, and you know, they do those uh, those breast bumps, you know, in the air, you know, that they're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice any of that. Yeah, the well, yeah, you got to watch. You got to be you got to be a real observer of nature to see that. Oh, you got to have the certain eye for the je ne sais quoi. Yeah, something like that. You know, I don't know. But we do love the change in seasons, though, up here. Yeah. You know, some people don't get that. They don't get a change in seasons. Well, sometimes we don't. True. Sometimes it's winter. <laughs> sometimes it's winter and then just summer. Sometimes it's winter all year and never Christmas. But I'm thankful that we <laughs> that we have a spring this year. We do. So far, knock on wood. Yeah. Well, you know what? All of us up in the North Woods, when the spring comes, we we get so eager to be outside. We look for things outside to do just to be outside. Yeah. And enjoy, you know, the newness of the spring. Because spring up here, it really kind of goes into summer all of a sudden up here. Right. And spring is kind of a, a empty, kind of dark season for us because it's muddy. The water's waiting to get into the ground somehow from all the snow. And so it's not, most of the time, people in the Northwoods, spring is not their favorite time. Right. Um, summer, fall, winter all have its tremendous benefits and spring is kind of like this period of time between winter and summer that doesn't do much wow that's very profound dave yeah <laughs> yeah but in other places when i was living in chicago even spring there are a lot of flowers there are a lot of things that happen i mean spring was greener yes yeah 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 well, it doesn't get tremendously green up here no all of a sudden it's all green and you have summer Right. And by the time the trilliums pop up, it's summertime. That's right. You know. It's always usually around Mother's Day weekend. Yep. Because that's, we, that's how I get reminded that it's Mother's Day weekend because the trilliums <laughs> are popping up. So if they're late. Oh, and they're late, we got then problems. Then you got problems. Yeah. Yeah. That's I hope, funny. Uh, we love the trilliums. If you've never seen like thousands and thousands of trilliums. Did I ever tell you my funny trillium story? I have not heard your funny well, I have a master's degree in education, outdoor education, that I got from Northern Illinois University. Okay. So um, I was in a class. We did a lot of outdoor things. You know, we were uh, a tree-hugging, bark-chopping, bark-tea-making group. You know, I mean, we you did- tea out of bark? Everything. I mean, we, we used to, you know, eat clover and stuff because we were real natural kind of people. Did you kiss any stones? I did not. No, we didn't do that. But we did. We did- eat all kinds of different weeds because they were good for you. <laughs> anyway, one day we got to class and, and, this, and our teacher, it was in the springtime in Illinois and the teacher was a professor, I guess they call him at that stage, was trying to, she was so excited, besides herself of excitement. Okay. And she said, we gotta go see this flower. And, and it's like, okay. You got to see it. This is so rare, so beautiful, so, so, so exquisite. We got to go see it. And so we, as a class, we're trucking through all the woods. And I'm thinking, how long do we have to go to see this flower? You know, one flower. We're we're trucking through the woods to see this one flower. Yeah. We get there, and it's a trillium. <laughs> 
And we get there, and, and, and this guy, Ron, who also worked up here at camp, and I were, were with in the same class, and we started laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? Well, come up north. The, the whole ground is blanketed with them. Yeah. Oh, oh, how lovely. You know, we, we were just, I never forgot that because I thought, well, in one place it's rare, but in another place, you my goodness, it's a blanket. Yeah. There, it's a white flower that, that just naturally comes up in the Yeah, it is protected, though. It's a protected flower. Yeah, which means you can't pick them. On the national forest. Oh. I, you know, I think on your own land, I, you know, I don't know. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think on your own land it matters. But the reason they are, do you know why they are? Have you ever looked at them real closely? Uh, I, I don't know what defines real closely. I've looked at them. Okay. Well, the leaves are up. They're really up high towards the petals. Yeah. What happens, it, there's no leaves that are lower to the ground. So there's, there's three leaves trillium try there's three leaves and they're up towards the 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 petals petals and uh, most of the time if you cut it you cut the stem lower so it leaves the plant no leaves okay and it dies because it doesn't have any way to make nutrition okay so they don't want you plucking it for that reason because they go extinct in that sense um now they also said that it takes i forget how many years before you ever even see a flower so those plants that you see flowers with are years old already. Really? Yeah. So you put all that into a jar, mix it up, and the government will say, don't touch them. Hmm. Um, I'm not 100% sure why he's still up here, but don't. <laughs> don't. I, well, technically, you're not supposed to cut anything out of the national forest, I think. Anything? Yeah, I don't think so. I thought you can get a permit to cut a tree. Wait, dead trees dead for trees. firewood, but yes. you can't go in there and like harvest things. That that will, you know, you can go in there and enjoy the forest, but you can't go take stuff out of it. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be right, even though we own it because we're taxpayers. But you can't do it. Can't do it. Um, we're in the middle of a continued crisis in our nation. Yep. In many ways, uh, how are you doing through it? What are you doing? Anything different? Are you? What are you? What are you doing? Uh, I mean, we live at, here at Silverbridge Ranch, and we're kind of isolated to begin with. Yeah. Um, so for us, it's it's kind of, for lack of a better term, life is normal. Yeah. I mean, we don't see as many people as much just because we've canceled all of our groups and things. And yeah. Um, but we're kind of secluded to begin with. Um, there's you know probably ten full time people living in homes. The rest are like lake cabins that people come to during the summertime. Yep. So, so, uh, even though safe, what is it? Safer at home yeah. is, is what the, the word is, you know? So we've been doing that, uh, but kind of going along the same lines. We, I mean, we do a month grocery shop, which we do anyways. Yep. Um, so for us, it, it hasn't impacted us tremendously apart from maybe not having visitors, yeah. um, or going to visit people. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cause my wife and I, we, we haven't shopped for two weeks. Yeah. And that's not unusual. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, we live, you know, a half hour from the closest town. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of, you know, closer, like, if you need something in an emergency sort yep. of shops, but in terms of, like, an actual grocery store. You know, so you just get used to that lifestyle. And so when this came, it's like, oh, I don't need to run out and grab toilet paper because I already buy that. Yeah. <laughs> I already buy it in bulk. That's right. In fact, when we were buying our normal amount, uh, two weeks ago, we we were buying, you know, our normal amount that we do for two weeks. And uh, my wife was thinking, people are going to think we're hoarding. It's like, we're really not. We're buying what we normally buy because we don't come in uh, again to do that. And we store it. You got a pantry and that kind of stuff. So are you enjoying uh, the uh, extra time? Because we do have some extra time because people aren't here. 
yeah uh, with your your family yeah it's been good you know it's nicer that we that it has been warming up so we've been able to do things outside um that way because i have three boys at home all six and under um so they get a little bit rambunctious so if, you, if you're under- out there listening and you have children at home you know that you're probably getting stir crazy at this point in time yeah absolutely do, do they understand what's going on um i i don't know uh, yeah. I mean, try to explain it to them, but for them, I mean, apart from my oldest who's in kindergarten, right? you know, he's not going to school anymore. Um, but apart from that, like for them, it probably doesn't seem as different. I mean, they haven't gone to the, I mean, I, only one of us go to the grocery store now, right? you know, and so, but I, it's not like that was the highlight of what they did. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know if they notice a difference. Um, as we've talked to them, I mean, obviously you try to, I mean, really it would just be my oldest, the younger two. I mean, they're just young enough where life as usual do they do online classes for kindergartners um i think they're looking into it but i don't know my wife and i with kindergarten there's so many easy things you could do how do you do nap time over the internet oh i wish they still did nap time. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they do, do that they, even they don't do nap time in kindergarten no well, not in kindergarten they do like rest time where they put on a movie it's like please oh brother yeah so i guess you could do that over the internet because you're at home so you could do rest time. and we've been we've been informed that there's two recesses oh. you know so you gotta have two recesses and <laughs> i guess so anyways snack time do they have a snack time uh we've been informed of that okay what do they have for snacks at schools these days well you you send in snacks oh really yeah yeah so you you know usually we did at the beginning of the year and then about halfway through the year you send in you know the stuff school trusts out. you and in, in the way you prepare things well, usually, like, it's like, I don't know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that detailed description. I don't know, whether it be, like, uh, animal crackers. Oh, it or, has to be something you bought, not something you made. They don't want homemade stuff? Uh, I don't know. You can do homemade. I mean, there's allergies and things that they send you home with. But right. we're in such a smaller school context up here. I mean, his, his class size is 14, and that's also his grade size. Right. In other words, there's one class per grade. Yeah. And it's a K through 12, you know, so it's a different, it's a different feel anyways, because we're a smaller community. Yes, it is. Um, I'm sure it'd be different if it was like a, just an elementary school with, you know, 500 kids or something. Yeah. You know, people but, listening to us that live in bigger cities, um, you could really see that our lifestyle is totally different here than in yeah. a big city. And uh, not only that, we don't shop as much. We, we do stay home more because going out is more of an effort. Right. Uh, because everything's at least our town is at least 30 miles away from us so for us to go to town it's 30 miles right you know, to do our simple grocery shop and if you want a bigger store you got to go 90 miles right right so for us that's just a way of life it's kind of interesting another illustration of that is now there's two of us on our staff that have bad shoulders and we are going to a doctor in um, an orthopedic surgeon who's an expert at shoulders and he actually had retired already and he was a doctor in New York but he's in Anago right now yep. in Wausau hospitals and that kind of thing uh, Aspirus hospitals I guess they are and he's really very good at what he does and he's really a, a, a kind of a big city doctor and so um, it's myself and a guy on our staff named Mike that, that are going in to get our shoulders checked uh, Mike fell on the ice and did something bad to his shoulder and can't move it and my shoulders are just bad so I you know Mike uh, went and saw him and he said, oh, yeah, I hear you're, you know, you're, uh, Dave came and saw you. And, and this doctor looked at him puzzled and just said, I can neither affirm or deny that Dave Wager saw me. 
you know and it's like oh and mike thought oh yeah that's right you're from new york and you know you can't do that and it's against the law and all that privacy stuff and um and so then when he came when i saw him next i said oh yeah how's mike doing you know and he looks at me goes i said i know you can neither deny or you know and i I went through that and he smiled i said welcome to small town america i said what you need to understand is everybody knows every word you say to every patient that's right. And, and everybody knows, you know, if you make a mistake or if you do it well. And we even know, you know, when his next appointment is. So, <laughs> Did he laugh at that? Well, he did. He thought that was pretty funny. And we, we struck up a good conversation after that. He still would not go against what he shouldn't. I mean, he's an ethical doctor. And, and, and oh, yeah. you sign those forms where you're not supposed to talk about it. But I told him, I said, that's fine. It's just rural America is a little different than New York City. That's right. And uh, in here, we just know what everybody does. So get used to it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, not only that, have you ever signed one of those forms, a privacy form thing? They have you sign it every time, don't they? I don't do it anymore. I won't sign it. Oh, really? Yeah, because at the bottom, I put tell whoever you want, and then I sign it. When it says, who can we talk to about this? Oh. And I just put tell whoever you want. What, what do I care? If somebody wants to know my temperature, please tell them. Yeah. Or if they want to know, you know, he's got a bad shoulder, what do I care if they know? Yeah. I don't care. I, why do people care if people know if they're sick? I don't know. I, I know. I, some people have told me, well, because you'll be discriminated against for a job or whatever it might be. And I'm thinking, really? It's against the law to discriminate. I was going to say, you can't even do that. But. So what does it matter? Anyway, perhaps if somebody knows I have a bad shoulder, they'll pray for me. So go ahead and tell them. I, yeah. No idea. No idea. Anyway, I, I guess I vented enough here about life. It's okay. It's good to vent. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk to you about the uncertainties of life. The uncertainties? Since we're in the middle of, of uncertainty. Of uncertainty of COVID-19. Yeah. And this morning- I wonder uh, why they just didn't do COVID-20. Because it started in 19. Oh, is that why? Yeah. I think it was in December. Oh. Yeah. So it just got in under the 19. Gotcha. And uh, that leaves us- so that we have a name for 20. Gotcha. So if something comes up in 20, <laughs> it's we're like, not out of names. So is it kind of like hurricanes? They yeah, just put the numbers on it? Yeah, we're, we're, we, we haven't run out of a name yet for this year, so we, we can still have a new virus. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I think that, I don't know how they figure this. That was uh, a good educated guess, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyways. Hey, uh, Mark chapter 13, it, it's kind of interesting to watch Jesus interact with disciples. And it's interesting on several levels because you know that Jesus is God. He loves the, the disciples. He loves people. He knows everything. He has no perspective. He has no opinion. I mean, it, it's just interesting to see him dialogue because he doesn't really tell the disciples ever they're really dumb. You know what I mean? He could. Yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah. And really, they're not dumb. It's just that when you know everything, Yeah. Nobody else measures up to what you know, and Jesus is the only one that knows everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, can you imagine living with people who think they know a lot, but you're God, mm-hmm. and you know how much they don't know? Right. I wonder how, how I would respond if I were in that position. Like, I really would know. That, well, you, we are in that position. Where you have three kids. Yes. And they can act like they know something. They do. <laughs> and you can absolutely know that they don't know that right yeah yep. so it, the question is then how do you respond to them and what do you do with them you could laugh them off you could or you could educate them you know, yes. figure out how can i educate you on this mm-hmm. 
And I think Jesus always had the mind frame of how do I educate? So I, I want to encourage those that are listening. When you know something that somebody else doesn't know, mm-hmm. and they are talking foolishly because they're talking as if they know, uh, be gentle, but figure out a way to teach them right. what the truth is. But have that mind frame, not a judgmental mind frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other night, uh, we were playing a game at our house, and uh, my daughter, my wife, and myself, and I said, you know, we got to roll the dice to see who goes first, and we rolled the dice, and, and uh, I had the highest number, and my wife said, no, you have to get a six, the first one to get a six. And I said, no, it's the highest number. And I said it very confidently. She goes, no, I, it's a six. And I said, no, it's the highest number. Mm-hmm. And so I was insisting on something yeah. because, and I was 100% sure, by the way, 100. It's because you always go by house rules. Yes. Well, so I, even if you were incorrect, because you I was say correct. it in your own house, That's you're right. correct. But I, but I was, <laughs> I was 100%, 100, have you ever been like so wrong, but you've been 100% r- right, belief wrong? that you believe you're right? Yes. And so you act like you're right. I mean, if I think I'm right, I don't act like I'm wrong. Yeah. Because she, she will claim to me that, you know, when you are wrong, but you believe you're right, you really act like you're right. And I'm thinking, that's because I think I am. <laughs> right? That's right. What, what else do you do with this one? I mean. That's right. I, I'm not, it's not like I think I'm lying. I think I'm right. So she, had a, she got out the directions, and whenever she does that, I go. On this one, I said, well, you'll see that I'm right. Well, I was wrong. And you were wrong. <laughs> And both my daughter rolls her eyes and she laughs and we go on and we had to see who rolled a six to start the game. That's funny. But the bottom line really is when you are wrong at something, it's not like you have said, you know, I'm going to go out today and be wrong at something. Your kids don't say, I hope I'm wrong at this. I'm just going to ask confidently the other way. They actually believe what they just said. Right. So how do you correct them? in a way that helps them and doesn't stifle their desire to learn, Mm. you know, because you can do that. Uh, Have you ever had someone um, stifle any desires of yours to learn? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. How how is it done? Do you remember? Um, Example that comes to mind is, you know, if there's something I don't know much about, you know, and then the way that they explain it is just like, almost argumentative it's just right. like i right, forget it i'm not that interested anymore exactly you know no. and then you right move on right or if you demean the person right you make fun of their intellectual ability or something you right. call them a name what you do especially to young kids you will destroy them hmm. because every child as you know uh, starts with a curiosity that's beyond compare yeah um this is why everything goes into the mouth at the beginning. That is very true. Yeah. And maybe not even just at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe always. Well, it does. Because, you know, <laughs> did you ever wonder why that is? Because you're curious. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you are. How many you use more senses to learn about things? Yeah. And a part of it is sight, part of it's smell, part of it's sound, part of it's feel, part of it's taste. Yeah. It, so they're uninhibited. Yeah. It's like I want to learn about whatever I've got in my hand. Mm-hmm. So it's going to go everywhere. Yeah. that I can put it, that I can feel, that I can touch, that I can smell, that I can taste. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And we have to eventually teach them that they can kind of assimilate what it tastes like. Right. They don't need to put it in their mouth, and it could be harmful for them to put it in their mouth. 
but they don't know that as a child. But how we teach them that will really determine the rest of their life whether they stay hungry for learning. Mm-hmm. Because if every time they are about to learn something, we squelch them, yeah. eventually they will not want to learn anything. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you and other parents of, of children that are young right now, don't squelch enthusiasm. You know, don't do that. You may get tired of it, by the way, mm-hmm. and that's totally understandable. Right. But don't squelch it. It's kind of like a, a young person with a lot of energy. Right. Um, the energy is actually a gift. Mm-hmm. If you keep trying to unenergize them, you're going to squelch the very thing that God could use someday in mm-hmm. their life. It is far better to direct energy than stop energy. Yeah. Um, story time, of course. Story time. Story time with Dave. Yeah. When I was in college, I played football and enjoyed playing, but I, I only played really one varsity year in high school. And I really didn't have the skill set that a lot of other people had, and yet I was recruited to play at a college level. And uh, I, in my senior year, I got hurt and all this stuff, and I didn't play. And I remember I became just friends with the coach more than anything, and I would just sit in his office and talk to him. And and um, one day I just asked him, you know, why did you recruit me? Because I know at the beginning I didn't have the skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand I didn't have that. Yeah. And he looked at me without hesitating and said, you had everything we couldn't coach. And we saw that. The, the skill set is, I mean, the, where you put your hand, how you lean, th- those are things we could teach you. Mm-hmm. But you are actually all over the field. You are like totally out of control. <laughs> and we like that because yeah. we can't give that to you. So he said that's how we recruit. We, we don't recruit on ability that you already have. Yeah. We recruit on looking at, at what you have that we can't give you. Mm-hmm. And then we coach around that. And, um, and he worked diligently at finding a spot for me to start because he loved the energy that I brought to the game. Yeah. And that was it. It wasn't a skill. I, I kept making mistakes as far as pers- you know, how you do things, and, and he would correct those gently and go through. He never squelched my enthusiasm. He just was very careful to realize this man makes all the form errors that a guy can make, mm. but he makes up for it. Uh, the year I, I got voted All-State in, in college, my junior year, and really I couldn't figure out why, but one of the things he told me was that you get blocked all the time, but you don't stay down. It's like you're a rubber ball. You pop, <laughs> you pop right back up, and, and it's like they quit blocking you, and you pop right back up, and you're in the play, and you destroy it on them. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, these guys are big. They hit me hard. You know, yeah, When they hit you, though, you bounce back, and, and that's the difference, he said. So whenever I see a, a young child that's got a lot of energy, yeah. I usually ask the parents, be patient. Be patient. They've got something. Mm-hmm. This energy is a gift. Yeah. Now, yes, they can get hurt badly. They can, they can, yeah, it needs to be, have some guidelines. I understand that. But don't do it in a way where they begin to think that the way God made them is an error mm. and that they can't use that energy in a, in a very positive way. Don't yell at them a lot. You know, those kids don't yell at them because they don't know what to do. What are you going to do if you have a lot of energy? Mm-hmm. You know, figure out ways. You're the adult. Figure out ways to get that energy channeled. Yeah. And uh, I would encourage you the same. You, you have a, a couple boys that look like they have some They have energy. Energy. Now, do all three of them, are they all real energetic? Or, or, or is, is one more, more would sit more? Or 
I mean, people have uh, yeah. different. They have different personalities. They do all seem to have a lot of energy. Right. And, and that could be just typical of any boy their age. It could this be their point. age. I was going to say it could be their age. Yeah. I mean, as they get older, you'll see that, that one might enjoy sitting and reading more. Yeah. You know, than going out and, and uh, running full speed and climbing trees and jumping, you know, off cliffs yep. and things. Um, on the other hand, you know, all young men, it seems, need to get to a point where they realize their own uh, frailty and mortality. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, they have to realize that. <laughs> At some point, they realize they're not invincible. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and you're not going to be able to tell it to them. Yeah. I mean, you can tell it to them, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, my youngest at the moment, he, he gets up on the couch and they have like blankets piled on the ground and he just full on swan dives yep. onto it without flinching. Yeah. Like no flinching, just poof. You know, I'm like, oh. Yeah. And I'm sitting there you know, calling 911 <laughs> when I see it. Oh, You know, I've, I, I have seen, uh, my wife and I like to ski out west and we will go skiing and there's young people out there and the things that some of them do, hmm. you just think if you make a mistake you are fried ouch and uh we're actually with a young person who made one and yes they were broke all in pieces and had to come down in the it it happens yeah and one of the things you learn then um is that you need to be somewhat careful because there's a price you're going to pay if you do make a mistake if you're going all the way to the edge right you know and Unfortunately, as parents, we can we can teach that to a certain degree, but we're the real, real smart parents that went out. You know, they try and put kids in positions where they will learn without killing themselves. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the goal. It's like, oh yeah, which I'm sure for many parents right now is a very big challenge. It is being cooped up inside, and you know, depending on where you're at, you might not have much room to run around outside. Exactly. You know, and so it's just a, it's a challenge you got to get creative with. However, there are some things that will never change. I'm 64 years old, and last year when you built ships out here, I decided to take a dive off one of them. You did off the plank, and, and it was ruined not a both good idea. my shoulders. And I'm walking away, going, "You're 64. When are you going to learn? You don't do these and things." And for the record, it was your choice. I it not, was. I did not spur you into it. It was. So here I am talking about kids that do stupid things. <laughs> 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 and at 64 years old. But I told you, I, I mean, my whole life I've had this spurt of where I have had energy and did things. Yeah. So, you know, all of a sudden you get this idea and go, I could do that. <laughs> and then afterwards you're like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Now, have you ever, do you remember any really stupid things you did when you were younger that you say, boy, it's good I made it through that? No, really. I remember one up here. We we decided one day we were bored. Now, when we were in high school, there wasn't much to do up here. And we don't do this at camp anymore, and I try not to tell these stories very much. <laughs> but there was nobody here but a few of us that were working with the horses, and we got bored. So we tied a big four-by-eight sheet of plywood behind the horse and put it on a rope and attached it to the horn. And we, we, we surfed around the field uh, on this plywood. Let me emphasize that we do not do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, this would be totally wrong. Uh, but I'm telling you the energy level. Oh, yeah, and, and and those of us that were doing it, we were all football players and all that kind of stuff. And we were we were totally insane. I mean, we really were. Yeah. And my dad, who saw us doing it, came out and we really got it. I mean, my goodness, we had a, you know, we were really told a thing or two about how we shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. I believe it. 
Um, but that was after we had get thrown off and stuff. So yeah. anyway, uh, anyway, more later. We'll have to continue. More later. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes we just get talking and, and then it's the end of the show. And so you'll have to stick with us um, for the next episode where we'll actually dive into what we were wanting to get to. But uh, if you missed this or wanted to check out other episodes, head over to Relate365.com. And you can check out past episodes. But for now, that's all the time we have. This is Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. We'll see you next time.